Welcome to Achieve More, the High Performance Transformation Podcast, where we discuss tactical, easy-to-use ways to help community and broader public sector organizations, teams, and individuals to transform and achieve higher performance. I am your host, Michael Scheel, and I am a high-performance coach and transformation consultant. I help people and teams find their vision, learn how to overcome their barriers, improve, and transform their lives and organizations and achieve so much more. All right, welcome to this week's podcast. I'm really excited about this topic. It comes up a lot with both my coaching and my consulting clients, and it's a very popular topic. Uh, Today, I'm going to take a neuroscience spin on it, though. So this week's episode is using neuroscience principles to improve your productivity. As a professional, my goals are to help community sector staff and teams improve to achieve more. My vision, after all, is to bring psychology, neuroscience, and high-performance research together with my deep experience to help people and teams to be inspired, engaged, and supported in improving and achieving more. And productivity is right smack dab in the middle of that professional vision that I've got. So more effective productivity practices, it's a huge part of personal high-performance, high-performance for teams, high-performance for organizations. Uh, It relates to the transformation things that we talk about. I'm often podcasting on efficiency and effectiveness, both personally and within professional roles. And productivity is right at the heart of all of those things. So I'm pretty excited about it. So um, what makes today's uh, topic from a a neuroscience perspective? I'm going to be laying out uh, basically 11 principles uh, based on neuroscience research that help you to achieve more productivity. Now, these are going to be principles. So these are the background concepts, and they're based on how our, our brain is structured, how our brain works, the brain-body connection. There's a whole bunch of things that we know uh, from research and experience in terms of the most effective ways to uh, set up and approach the work that we do so that we can be more productive. And where I've, I've sourced this information from is uh, lots of uh, books that I have, podcasts, seminars, uh, on the high performance, uh, the neuroscience of high performance, the neuroscience of organizational change, and the course that I'm recently going through on getting certification in the applied neuroscience of high performance. So there's lots of different various um, sources for this. Uh, I'm going to be approaching this uh, in a sort of using layman's terms, though. I'm not going to be giving you the science behind each of these concepts, but if you are interested in the science behind any of these concepts, by all means, please reach out. I'd be more than happy to share some of the studies or the source uh, source material with you. Um, why is this important to this topic? I think it is absolutely one of the most basic uh, concepts that we can use to achieve high performance. I think if you understand these principles that we're going to talk about today and you start to apply them even without any new habits, you can actually start to see a positive change in your productivity immediately. When I teach and coach about productivity with my coaching clients, one of the things I hear back right away is the high performance high performance habits that we have around productivity have an immediate positive impact on, on their day and how they work with their teams. Okay, what do I mean by productivity? I want to give you a bit of a bit of a definition. Um, again, this is based on all my different research, my experience, etc. So everybody's got a slightly different different uh, um, um, definition for what it is. I purposely include certain words in this. I'm going to tell you what those are because those, in and of themselves, can give you a bit of a hint on how you can be more productive right away. All right, my definition of productivity is 
achieving your goals in a high-quality manner, efficiently and effectively, while maintaining balance in your life. So again, it's achieving your goals in a high-quality manner, efficiently and effectively, while maintaining balance. All right, so right off the bat, you can tell right off the, some of the words that I use there will, will give you a hint about productivity. So goals, it's, uh, it's about knowing and prioritizing your goals. You're only productive if you're actually uh, achieving progress towards the things that you want to. It's not about uh, just getting stuff done. It's about achieving your goals. And that can be your immediate the report that you're working on, your immediate meeting, your day, the week. Uh, it could be your career, could be whatever. It can be micro or macro. So it's looking at what are the goals, what's important to you uh, to get done, and how can you set up uh, your approach to your day and your mindset so you can achieve those goals. Uh, the next thing that I talk about in that definition is achieving your goals in a high-quality manner. So uh, productivity is about quality over quantity. You don't want to just get stuff done. You don't want to get more stuff done. You want to get high-quality things done. You want to get more high-quality things done. Uh, we talk about efficiency and effectiveness. It's actually easier to get more stuff done if you're efficient and you're highly effective. And efficiency means uh, using the fewest amount of resources to produce the most amount of output. And I've talked about that lots in other podcasts. I'll probably continue to as well. Effectiveness is about achieving consistent high-quality outputs over time. So what we're looking for here is something that you can sustain so that it's not you're just lucky that you get high output and efficiency one day. It's thinking about what what is my approach? What is my mindset? What are the tools? How am I putting my workday together so that I can consistently be productive over time? And finally, I mentioned balance. And this is something that uh, some of you might think that has nothing to do with productivity. But again, I want productivity over time. And you can only do that if you find a balance with everything else that you're doing. If you totally throw yourself at it, high energy, nonstop, uh, you will burn yourself out. If you're over-focused on one thing versus everything else, again, you will burn yourself out and your brain actually doesn't like working that way. So... Uh, that's the definition that I mean by productivity. That gives you a bit of a hint of where we're going to be going with some of these principles. Uh, let's jump right in. Principle number one, our brain has limited capacity. This is important to understand. It's, it's not an unending source of, of, of information and calculations and things like that. You can't go full steam ahead all day. That in and of itself gives you a bit of a hint of how you can be more productive. So it's it's all about your approach and how you handle activities, the things you do. If you do uh, all of that consistently without taking breaks, you will deplete your energy and your performance and your productivity actually goes down. Uh, so what we know from research and experience is that the brain can only focus and it can only perform at a high level for a short amount of time. Physically, for most people, you can only focus one thing and be productive for about 45 to 60 minutes. After that, you start to your brain starts to wander, and uh, different research will tell you that's either 60 minutes or 90 minutes uh, is the absolute maximum that you can focus without your brain starting to wander on something else. And as soon as your brain starts to wander and you start to think about other things, your productivity will go down. Yes, you can get things done. No, you will not be as productive. So the, the recommendation is that to take a break every 45 to 60 minutes. We know from high-performance research from several different sources that uh, 52 minutes is about the, the, the maximum time that most high performers, regardless of the field that they're in, that is the amount of time that they spend focusing on one thing before they take a break. 
52 minutes. For me, it just happens to be 40 to 45 minutes. High performers on average take up to about 52 minutes. So if you know that, then you take a break after that and your brain needs that break because otherwise you will not be as productive. Principle number two, we have more control than we think uh, over our, our brain and what we do. So it really helps to, to plan out your approach to your day, your week, your month, your year, um, to give your brain its best chance to perform at its highest levels. So we know uh, from lots of research that about circadian rhythms, we know that you know, there's a great book by Daniel Pink called When, and he talks about how so much research is being done that we know uh, that our mood and our productivity uh, increases from the, the moment we wake up till about 11 in the morning. Uh, then it starts to go down until mid to late afternoon. Then it goes back up again. And when your mood changes like that, and that is consistent across race, creed, gender, you name it, that that's just the way that the body is made. And so if you know that, you can set up your day to be more productive and focus on different things. We know that, that, that the brain is set up to be uh, more likely to be successful at, at heavy cognitive functioning first thing in the morning and is better at lateral thinking later in the afternoon. So right off the bat, you can set up your day to start to think about that. Uh, the other thing that I want to point out is that just, again, knowing that we have a limited capacity for focus and energy, you have uh, the possibility to set up your day and to set things up so that you can focus on things in little mini sprints throughout the day. And then what you can do is also you can also plan ahead to think about how am I going to calm down? How am I going to refocus? I spend a lot of time with my coaching clients trying to help them restructure their day so that they can focus for short bursts of time and take lots of different breaks. It helps out your brain tremendously to take a break every 45 to 60 minutes. And then, you know, you just need two minutes, even 30 seconds, two minutes, five minutes of a break. Uh, where you don't focus, you do a variety of different things. We'll do another podcast on that sometime. Uh, and then you go back to focusing. And so knowing that you can control your day and you can set it up is huge. All right, principle number three is your work environment absolutely 100% does impact your productivity. There are lots of research that shows that some people like a, a sort of a, a more messy creative environment. Others like it more structured uh, and streamlined. Regardless, um, your environment has, has an impact we know that there are lots of distractions uh, that can take you away from focusing on one thing at a time. Uh, this is actually related to another principle that is uh, our brain does not actually multitask. Some of you may or may not know that. It is not physically possible to multitask. Your brain doesn't. You think you're multitasking, but you're really switching from one task to the next. The more you do it, actually, the worse you get at it. Research has shown that the people who multitask the most actually take a longer time and use up more energy flipping from one task to the next. So it's important to focus on one thing at a time and it's important to set up your work environment so that you can only focus on one thing at a time. Too much noise, sound, or other sensory distractions reduce your capacity to do the work that you're trying to do. Very interesting study I've, I've read about several times uh, is you know, what do you do with your smartphone while you're working? Um, they've they've tested, you know, do you have your smartphone on and beside you with its notifications on versus having it turned off but beside your computer versus it having it in the other room, uh, all those things. And it actually turns out that the worst performance is when you have it turned off and face down but still beside your computer because although it's turned off, you keep thinking about it in the back of your head and it distracts you. The most productive thing to do is to actually have your phone turned off with no notifications on in a separate room entirely. Go figure.
Uh, principle number four, uh, we have three different kinds of energy that we really need to stay focused and engaged. Uh, and this is mental, physical, and emotional. Most people think about energy as a physical thing. Uh, it's actually a variety of things. We know this from, again, from research and experience. So mental energy is, that's think of that as the energy for cognitive work. Uh, as I mentioned before, with our circadian rhythm, uh, our brains are more naturally set up to do cognitive work first thing in the morning. It's got the right sort of cocktail of hormones uh, whipping through your brain uh, and your body to, help, to allow you to focus. Um, the second kind of energy is physical energy. Uh, that is the, obviously the energy that you think about where you know get up and move and you're physically feeling um, fit and energized to do things. The third one is uh, the one that, that most people don't think about, and that is your emotional or social uh, energy. We're very social animals. Much of the way that our brain is structured uh, is based around our interaction with our, our social environment and the people around us. And, and this is, you know, strictly for us to survive. You know, thousands of years ago when we're, you know, saving ourselves from saber-toothed tigers, it makes sense that the people who are in a tribe are more protected than the people who aren't. And there's a lot in our brain that goes around uh, that that is based on interacting with others. And so what we found from research is that it, it takes a a mix of the mental, physical, and emotional or social energy together to, to be as productive as possible. And a really practical way to think about this is if you've ever been super tired, you're about to do, say, a workout or a run, and you've been super tired, but you're super happy at the same time, uh, and you still manage to, to squeak out a great run. This actually happens to me all the time. I'm a, I'm a runner. I do a lot of CrossFit. And sometimes I wake up in the morning and I'm just exhausted because I couldn't get any good sleep the night before. But if I put myself in a really happy state and I'm really positive, I can still just knock out a fabulous workout or a fabulous run because I'm feeling really positive and happy. And you, so you need the mix of all three of those. All right, the next principle uh, is that uh, mental fatigue is real uh, and it has implications. You know, decision making, uh, the more decisions you make, the more cognitive function you use. Uh, it has a big impact on uh, your remaining energy for the rest of the day, your staying power, and your self-regulation. So the basis for this is when people exert a great deal of cognitive effort, when you're thinking lots, basically, particularly over long periods of time, you're less able to do so later because uh, you are, are wearing down your ability to focus and your self-regulation uh, goes down. There's lots of science behind that. We won't get into all the nitty-gritty here, but basically the more you think and, and self-control and use willpower and focus uh, and try to avoid distractions earlier in the day, the harder it is later in the day. So when, and when your brain is fatigued, basically there's failure to get sufficient dopamine from the, the, the midbrain and different parts of the brain, uh, which uh, dopamine is... Uh, used with serotonin and some other things for helping you uh, make decisions, control, uh, uh, motor control, reward-seeking motivation. So those um, those things that those chemicals in your brain that help you do those things and those are the things that you need to make decisions later in the day, those are, are severely depleted if you've been using it up uh, a lot at the beginning of the day. So basically what that boils down to is the more decisions you make, the harder it is to make the decisions later in the day. Um, you will notice your willpower and your self-regulation flag at the end of the day when you're tired. Our brain uses the same 
energy source that our body does, which is why if you think lots and you're doing lots of that, you're, you're wearing down the energy that you've got. Famously, this is why Mark Zuckerberg, um, uh, the you know infamous uh, creator of, of Facebook, wears the same exact outfit every day. Uh, he has spoken often about how he reduces every decision that he can and he automates as many decisions as he can uh, to, to be able to get through the day so that he can stay focused for as long as possible. All right, the next principle, principle number six, is to help yourself first. And this is more based on teams less than, than yourself, um, but it speaks to the overall approach to productivity for you within an, uh, an organizational setting. And so think of this just like, just like oxygen masks in an airplane. You need to take care of yourself before you can help or lead others. You cannot perform. So the basic thing is you cannot perform at high levels if you're stressed out or burned out. So if you don't take care of yourself and you're constantly frazzled, uh, you've lost your will, your willpower, you've lost your ability to focus. Um, obviously, that is a bad thing. So you need to take care of yourself so that you that you can stay focused and be at high levels of energy. But the 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 other point to this that sort of layers on top of that is that we are social creatures. Um, your team will be able to read off of you if you are burned out or negative or you're feeling positive or energetic. Again, they've done lots of research on this and and we can the the mood that you have is actually very catchy to the people around you so if you're a happy positive person you will send off happy positive vibes to the people around you if you're feeling burnt out and stressed out and unproductive and grumpy about it your team will read that as well so uh it it helps for you to be able to take care of yourself and uh for you to show some leadership and here's how you can be productive and taking care of yourself your rest of the team will follow suit at least they will be primed to be able to uh, because that's what you're doing all right principle number seven um, actively this is sort of related to the one the two before actively avoiding distractions is mentally exhausting so it's important to know that yes um, you you have distractions um, you can try to reduce them but if you don't uh, it, the, the more you have to actively avoid distractions the more you're going to wear yourself down so you might know that you shouldn't be interacting with other people, talking on the phone, answering calls, uh, listening to notification pings on your cell phone. But it's if you, if you let those things happen and you're just like still trying to focus on your work while those noises, those interactions are happening all around you, that is going to be very, very wearing. So the most important point is if you are going to try to avoid distractions, set up in an automatic way so that you don't have to actively do it. So turn off your phone, put your cell phone in another room, turn off your notifications, uh, close down your, your, your internet and your email while you're working on a report, close the door to your office if you have one. If you can get away from other people while you're working on things, that's fabulous too. All right, point number, principle number eight is uh, I talked before about social, social interaction. Uh, intermittent social contact is best for productivity. So we are social creatures. Uh, it is best for you to, to be feeling socially, uh, emotionally connected with other people and with your team. Uh, that is a huge part of who we are as people, and your brain is set up for that. If you actually don't feel like you're connected with other people, then uh, your performance will go down. But the corollary is true that, that if you're too connected, and you have too many interactions, and you're being too social, your productivity goes down as well. So studies have shown that we have higher productivity in environments where we have a closed private space, but can engender intermittent brief periods of engagement. 
So you go work for 40 or 45 minutes, maybe 50 minutes. Then you take a break and you go and you engage with other people for, for a little bit. Then you go back to focusing on your work. That is uh, the best mix for a productivity perspective. All right, principle number nine, uh, boredom uh, is a strain on the brain. So uh, boredom is actually bad for your brain, believe it or not. Uh, it makes the brain, the brain is constantly looking for, for new things and intriguing things. And so your brain will strain to find interest and to focus on things. And if you're bored and you're not excited, you won't have the right neurochemicals going through your brain to help you focus as best as you can. And you will actually use up more energy. So uh, what you need to do is find a way to be as engaged and excited about your work as possible. We'll definitely have a podcast on that coming up. And uh, my final principle for today, principle number 10, uh, low blood sugar has an absolute negative impact on your productivity. We know that uh, there's a right sort of mix, a right cocktail of, of rest, focus, blood sugar levels. They all play an important role in your energy and your focus. The, and a lot of studies have been shown that the last time you took a break uh, impacts your energy levels, impacts your productivity and your decision making. All kinds of famous studies about how they looked at judges um, who had low blood sugar levels were much more strict uh, with the sentences they gave. Uh, police officers who had low blood sugar levels uh, were, were much more uh, overvigilant and grumpy uh, in their interactions. So we know this across just about every, every kind of profession. So it's important to take a break. It's important to, to eat in a way that gives you a consistent blood sugar level so that you're not tired and hungry and grumpy. Okay, Whew. those are our 10 principles that we want to look at. Um, I wanted to finish off this podcast really quickly with three ways that you can use this information and apply it right away. Uh, so number one, uh, try applying a couple of these principles to your, uh, to your day. Try it for a week and see what happens. So if you go back and take a look at it, also I'll include the top 10 list, I'll include a list in the in the notes so you can just take a look at that list and say, okay, I wanna try one or two of these principles and think, what do they mean to me? How can I create a habit or change my activities based on this principle so that I can try to be more productive? And I think it's important to do that, just frankly becoming more aware is the first step to improving your productivity and that's actually a lot more than what most people will take. So I would suggest take take one or two, start small, take the ones that appeal to you the most uh, and go with it. Uh, if you were going to force me to pick one, I would say um, above all others, I would take a break regularly every 45 to 60 minutes. None of my coaching clients would be surprised at hearing that. Um, that to me is one of the most effective ways to stay productive and energized throughout your day. All right. Um, uh, idea number two, uh, make a list and audit yourself. So take this list of these, uh, these sort of, I guess these are top 10 uh, principles of productivity uh, and go through them and, and audit yourself. Check yourself. Am I doing these things? Have I set up my day to approach these things as effectively as possible? What is missing in my life? It's, uh, you know, I love checklists and I love auditing my practices to see where can I improve. And idea number three is actually taking those first two ideas, I guess, really, and taking it to the next level. So you make a plan to implement these different principles um, and track your progress. So create that audit list, check yourself right now, then find one or two principles that you want to apply, apply them, see how your productivity uh, improves, then apply a couple of more and apply a couple of more and just see how you can improve with your productivity. 
just by thinking about it, looking into it, and figuring out how it can how it can improve your day, I think you have no choice but to improve your productivity. Okay, everybody, uh, that's everything for uh, for this week. Uh, I think that was a bit of a long one, but I think it's a really important one. I hope you found it useful. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas, you can leave them in the comment section below, or you can always contact me. Uh, as you know, my goal is to inspire, educate, and support as many people as possible. So please share the link to this podcast with anything, anyone you think would find it useful. And although I focus on the community sector, I think today's podcast is useful for just about anybody. If you would like to hear more on the areas of productivity, high performance, or transformation, you can sign up for our weekly email blast. Um, the link will be below in the, in the notes, or you can also find it on my website at www.scg.team. And right now, if you sign up right now, you get a free PDF on my secret sauce for organizational improvement, where I give you the four places to look, where you can start looking right now to find 20% quality improvements or cost reduction uh, in the things that you do. All right. Uh, happy um, productivity this week, folks, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Our goal is to help as many people as possible learn how to improve, transform, and achieve higher performance for themselves, their teams, and their organizations. So if you like what you heard, I invite you to like, share, rate, and subscribe to this podcast. All of that helps others find us and helps us to achieve our goal of inspiring, engaging, and educating people and teams to improve and achieve more. You can also find the show notes to our website on our website at www.scg.team. Anything I reference in today's episode or any important links will be posted there as well. And while you're at our site, you can also subscribe to our weekly email blast so you don't miss anything. Thanks again and have a great week.